guys, welcome to a new episode of PitchCast. I'm Jan. I'm Joseph. I'm Evan. And I'm Jack. And today we're going to talk about the offseason. Front offices have been busy since the season ended, negotiating deals with free agents like Max Scherzer and Marcus Semyon, as well as trades. Unfortunately, negotiations have been stopped due to the expiration of the collective bargaining agreement on December 1st, resulting in a work stoppage. More on this will be coming in a later episode. Due to this, MLB players and organizations wanted to get a deal done before their stoppage, just in case money situations like luxury tax were to be changed in the new agreement. In the days leading up to this imaginary deadline, we saw many big names change teams. The first big move was Eduardo Rodriguez, signing a $77 million deal with the Tigers for five years. The next big move was Noah Syndergaard, signing a one-year contract with the Angels worth $21 million. What are your guys' opinions on these two moves? I think Rodriguez is going to be a good pickup as he isn't in his prime anymore, but he'll still get as many wins as they need him to. And on Cinderguard, I don't think that it's a good move as just a one-year deal isn't going to help them at all. They have to build around Trout and Otani as they're going to need them for the longevity of the team because they had no Trout last season and they completely lost. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, both are a step in the right direction for both teams. Um, you have the Tigers who are in a rebuild sort of right now, but they have the money they can spend like on guys like Eduardo Rodriguez and maybe like Correa or something later. Um, and then Syndergaard, it's a step in the right direction for the Angels who have struggled with pitching lately, so it's good for them to get a pretty solid pitcher. And as we're staying on the topic of pitchers, the pitching market has continued to stay hot as Justin Verlander returned to the Astros for one year and a $25 million deal, hoping for one last push before he could call it a career. So for Verlander, he's still good enough to where he can easily win the Cy Young, he can easily make the All-Star team, and he can easily lead the Astros again to the World Series as him signing just a one-year $25 million contract is simple, easy, he doesn't need the money. He's doing it for pure fun. Um, so the first of a few moves for the San Francisco Giants came when they re-signed Anthony Descav... Desclafani. Desclafani um, to a three-year, $36 million contract. Yeah, I mean, as a Giants fan, it's it's an all right move to me, to be honest. Um, Descafani, he was all right this season. Wasn't the greatest pitcher, wasn't necessarily the... Worst pitcher either. Um, three years, 36, not losing a lot of money for the Giants. But, I mean, he's a, he's a middle-of-the-rotation guy, so it, it'll help a little bit for the team. A to, move, be, to be honest, I don't really think that this is a good move. For three years and $36 million, they probably could have made Verlander or Syndergaard a better deal and then just had a year where they have him and then try and convince them to come back for the same amount each year as Desclafani is pretty average as they need above average in this market. A move that may not seem like much, but had a great impact on the market was Steven Matz signing with the Cardinals with on a four-year, $44 million contract. Yeah, so this was actually a really, really, really huge move um, as um, Steven Metz was actually um, close to signing a deal with the Mets, but then he ended up signing the Cardinals and that made the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, really pissed. So uh, 
we know what happens now. We hope what happens later with like Scherzer and stuff, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, now let's come to a more under the radar move. Um, Kendall Graveman was uh, signed with the White Sox for three years and twenty four million. What's your thought about thoughts about that? I think that Kendall Graveman is very underrated, and he was part of the Braves for a while, and he was very good for them, and he's just kind of gone under the radar. He has a decent ERA, throws enough innings, and for that amount of money to the amount of years, it's a very good trade-off. Only $44 million, four years, $11 million a year. That's easily a good price. Yeah, and you also have that really strong bullpen already, so just adding Kendall Graveman is going to make that bullpen even stronger than it was. And one of the more surprising moves this offseason was Wander Franco agreeing to a 12-year contract extension with the Rays, and he's guaranteed $185 million. What is your guys' opinion on that? I think that this is maybe the Rays' smartest move as Wander Franco is young, and they're guaranteeing him 12 years on an MLB roster for $185 million. And, you know, with his stats, he should probably be paid somewhere around 210 220 So this was a deal. And to get a good switch hitter like Franco, who makes good contact, can hit for power, and is very fast at his age, it can e- it's easily going to be maybe one of the better deals this season. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at first I thought um, Wander Franco is kind of getting screwed here. But to get locked up for 12 years with a guaranteed $185 million is pretty nice for him, especially um, heading in as a rookie, uh, heading into a second-year season. So I think it's pretty good for him to get locked in for that much. Um, shortly after, the Steve Cohen era finally went into full effect for the Mets as they signed former athletic starling Marte to a four-year deal as well as Eduardo Escobar to a two-year deal. As an A's fan, Starling Marte leaving the A's is both a good thing and a bad thing as he wasn't being paid nearly enough by the A's, but also he was a very good player and was a solid second baseman and outfielder. So the Mets picking him up is, again, a step in the right direction. He's fast and he still makes contact. And I think he doesn't really need the money at this point. He got paid enough by the Pirates in his rookie seasons. He's just doing it for fun, and he's just wanting to be guaranteed years on an MLB roster. Yeah, I really like these moves for the Mets. Um, they're definitely contending to be one of the best, the better team in New York right now. So we'll see if that can happen. Now, the first big trade during this offseason came when the Padres traded Adam Frazier to the Mariners for Raymond Kerr and Corey Rozier. What are your thoughts on this trade? I mean, Adam Frazier is one of the bigger names, and he's going to be at third base, which kind of are in short supply. I mean, you have Arenado, you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who is mostly a first baseman. I mean, you don't have that many good third basemen right now. So having a decent third baseman who, you know, he doesn't hit as well as he did, but he still does hit for power. I think that's a good deal for two people I have literally never heard of. Okay, we're going to split this episode in half, so that's it for part one, and you're going to hear part two uh, soon.